It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Farm Talk with John O'Connor with Dairy Gold Heifer Rear Cube, a trusted partner to help your replacement heifers reach their target weights and meet their full potential. Welcome to this week's Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. On the programme, we continue our weekly look at the world of agriculture and food. The fallout from the Level 5 COVID restrictions continues, in particular the effects that they're having on the marts. The Beef Task Force came to an agreement among stakeholders at a recent meeting. We look at what's next in the application for PGI status for Irish grass-fed beef. The National Dairy Show was held online this week. The National Dairy Council revealed Irish dairy consumption is enjoying a surge in support from Irish consumers. We look at upcoming changes for farmers in the nitrates derogation in 2021. And Farm Talk's John O'Connor looks at other stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. Farming headlines this week have been almost entirely devoted to the Level 5 restrictions and their effects on marts. Last week, we outlined how the March system will operate remotely and online in the lockdown, an issue on which the Department of Agriculture has refused to budge. But events last weekend, when there was a major IT glitch, added more salt to the wound amid calls for limited numbers to attend the ringside sales. Irish Farmers Journal headlined with Level 5 lockdown stifles March numbers, a 30% fall in animal throughput at March in the past week, even if prices for animals hadn't taken a hit. Farming Independence headline read, No easing of Level 5 restrictions at the marts despite broadband limbo. And the Irish Examiner Farming ran with ICOS demands emergency broadband services for marts following tech crash. Farm Talk's John O'Connor has more on the story and the comments from stakeholders involved. The Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine has reiterated that livestock marts are to continue online only, despite the cancelling of four marts and delays at 16 marts on Saturday 24th of October 2020. On Saturday 24th of October, one of the three main online systems used by the marts experienced problems for about two hours. 26 of the 30 marts that were due to have taken place on Saturday, 24th of October, actually went ahead after delays, the department pointed out in a statement. The department's also emphasised that in the interests of protecting those in the agri-sector and wider rural communities from the spread of COVID-19 and in line with public health guidelines, livestock mart sales will continue using online-only platforms. The department undertakes to keep every aspect of the situation in relation to marts under review over the coming period. 
ICOT, the Irish Cooperative Organisation Society Limited, umbrella body for the co-ops, say they've been in direct contact with the relevant Mart software provider relating to the two-hour delay of Mart sales at those 16 Mart centres on Saturday last, 24th of October, and have now received assurances that corrective measures are in place. A triple redundancy system will prevent overloads and breakdowns occurring, ICOS understands. ICOS also say they have stressed to the Minister for Agriculture, Mr Conlogue, that the Marts industry must have as quick and as safe a return as possible to having farmers physically present around the sales rings again. All of the farm organisations have been putting forward their own reasons why they believe that a limited number of buyers and sellers should be allowed physically attend Mart sales rings. Mr Pat McCormack, the president of the Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association, I seem to say, has called for Marts to be permitted to have up to 25 persons physically present at the Marts. Mr McCormack said that as long as they recommended social distancing and other regulations were fully observed, it was difficult to see how Marts should be different to other essential services. Mr McCormack said it's traditionally a very busy period at this time of the year for weaning producers, and if their trade could be facilitated, subject of course to observance of all COVID guidelines, then that would be a step in the right direction. He said farmers they were concerned they might have only one opportunity to make their margin on their stock, and on that basis they should be afforded this opportunity. It was, he said, obviously going to be a decision for the relevant government departments, but he believed that we could have up to 25 persons physically in the mart and still be comfortably in a situation where no one would be within two or even three metres of anyone else. Then that should be done. The IFA president, Tim Conlon, said a detailed submission had been sent to the Minister of Agriculture to resolve the difficulties for farmers and marts operating under the current Level 5 restrictions. The IFA highlighted again to the Minister that over 450,000 cattle are traded through marts in October to December period. 385,000 of these cattle were sold in October and November in 2019, with weanling sales the main driver of numbers. The IFA president said, This is a critical time of the year for our suckler beef and sheep farmers in the marketplace, and it's vital that Mart sales would function in a manner that's open, transparent and competitive as possible over the next number of weeks. Acknowledging the efforts made by Minister McConlogue and the Department to ensure that March would operate during the Level 5 restrictions, Mr Conlon said the option to hold cattle doesn't exist for the majority of farmers selling at this time of the year. He said any disruption to the marketing of these animals can have very serious consequences in terms of animal health, welfare and crucially income for the farmers involved in what is now a low-income sector. The IFA president said the online bidding system has better down well in some marts as a supplementary system to the presence of buyers in the ring. However, there are, he said, huge concerns about marts operating exclusively under this IT system, and in particular at this time of the year when throughput is at peak numbers. John O'Connor for Farm Talk.
Helen O'Sullivan is a beef farmer in West Cork and has made representation to have the March restrictions eased back to level three. She's been telling me about how the restrictions which came into force last week are affecting the farming community. The latest restrictions under the level five, um, they're not going to work for the farming community. You know, people need to be allowed to be in around the ringside to bid on the animals. You know, I know they're saying for people to go online and bid, but most of the people that are in farms are 60 plus. So these people do not have smartphones to access that kind of technology. And also outside of that then as well, Barry, we do not have the broadband structure to support this technology. So it just it cannot work. You know, farmers are stressed. I meet them every day. You know, they're stressed because this is the peak time for selling cattle at the moment, these few months. So we need to be able to sell our cattle. But if we can't do that, if we can't have buyers in around ringside, cattle are going to fall away back in price. And I'm very concerned for the mental health of farmers on the ground because... Farmers need this money going forward, Barry, for the next 12 months to pay their bills. So there's a lot of uncertainty out there around this, Barry. And I just feel, you know, the March was a social outlet for farmers. And I just feel they need, we need to go back to level three where March were ran impeccably. The response from uh, the department, which has been a blanket that, look, these are the level five restrictions. This is how it'll work. And we've heard how anxious the farming organisations are. You've also made some representation. I've emailed the Minister for Agriculture and to no avail. I've expressed my concerns that this will not work. It can't work because we just don't have the technology. Farmers are not used to this kind of... They're not very savvy with this kind of technology. We need to have buyers in around the ringside. It needs to happen. Um, you know, there has not been one case of COVID recorded within the March. And the mind boggles in Barry that you can have rugby matches being played here last week between Ireland and Italy. Where it's a contact sport. Seven or eight men are on top of each other on top of the field. In a March situation, when it was ran perfectly under the level three restrictions, people were inside in the March, they were two metres apart. So we, they could very easily cater for 25 to 30 people. I, I see at the moment under the level five restrictions, farmers are huddled outside the March doors trying to get in and look at the app and have a look at the online bidding. So they're all grouped in together. So it's not healthy for them to be outside all grouped together. Inside, restrictions will take place. They'll be two metres apart. They can bid on their cattle. Stress-free environment. It has worked and it will work. Helen O'Sullivan there, a beef farmer in Bantry. A reminder again about Level 5 COVID restrictions. Services will continue to be provided to agriculture, horticulture, forestry, fishing, animal welfare and related services. Physical attendance at workplaces is permitted for those providing services where such service can only be provided in person and cannot be delivered remotely. But it doesn't include administrative and other supports for businesses and services unless specified and the physical presence of a worker is required. And the services include farming, farm labour, farm relief services, crop and animal production, fishing for commercial purposes, aquaculture and fish farming, horticulture, forestry, veterinary, animal welfare and related services, Mart's held online only, the provision of support services relating to any of the services specified, and also includes outlets selling essential items for the health and welfare of animals, whether on a retail or wholesale basis, and supplies and tools which are essential for farming or agriculture purposes. Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marines reminding people only products listed on the Biocidal Product Register can be placed on the market here. 
More than 450 hand sanitising products are listed on the register of approved products. Department's been liaising with others, including HSE, to ensure only sanitizer products included on the register are being used across the public service. Farm Talk on C103. Last week saw agreement being reached in principle at a meeting of the Beef Task Force to support the draft application for PGI status for Irish grass-fed beef. Farm Talk's John O'Connor joins me to discuss the topic which has been the subject of contention between Bordbia and the farming organisations since it was suggested that Ireland should apply to the EU for this designation. To begin with, John, you might remind listeners what the PGI actually stands for and the idea behind it. PGI stands for Protected Geographical Indication and the idea of applying to the European Union, the European Commission, for PGI status was that seeing as such a high proportion of Irish cattle is brought up on grass as opposed to being kept in feedlots, farmers should benefit financially from the great natural conditions under which our beef is produced. That is to say, fed on grass, Irish grass-fed beef. So presumably if Bordbia and our exporters can claim PGI grass-fed Irish beef status, it should mean higher payment to Irish farmers for this superior product, as opposed to selling beef as a commodity at the lowest common denominator commodity price. That's the theory anyway, Barry, but farmers have learned from long and bitter experience that great ideas to provide quality assurance and higher animal welfare standards can end up with more bureaucracy and hoops to jump through with little or nothing in net financial terms for the farmer. This may change, hopefully, if the European Commission gives Irish beef PGI status. And looking at the positive side of things, John, I understand the recent meeting of the Beef Task Force made progress on key aspects of the PGI status for Irish beef, which farmers have welcomed. First Minister Charlie McConlogue reassured farmers that if the PGI application is approved in due course by the EU Commission, a PGI monitoring group would be established to report to the task force on a regular basis, and this would have a majority farm representation, a key demand of the farmers. And in another major concession to the primary producer, the Irish beef farmer, Minister McConlogue would be making the point to the EU Commission that grass-fed young bulls should be included when further data on this cohort is available to support this. Farmers had found it inexplicable that young grass-fed bulls would not be included in the application to the EU Commission for PGI status for Irish grass-fed beef. The IFA in particular had strongly opposed aspects of the proposed PGI application prior to the Beef Task Force meeting breakthrough. That's absolutely correct, Barry. After the Beef Task Force meeting, IFA President Tim Cullinan confirmed that agreement had been reached to proceed with the application to the EU Commission for PGI status for Irish grass-fed beef. Mr Cullinan said the PGI will now be run by a farmer-controlled monitoring committee. A letter requesting the EU Commission to include young bulls if they meet the grass-fed criteria will accompany the application. So agreements have been reached to the satisfaction of farmers, the Department of Agriculture and Bordbia, despite considerable rancour over the last several months between farmers and Bordbia in particular over the inclusion of younger qualifying bulls and the promotion of suckler beef. Certainly there's a big improvement in coordinated effort by all involved. Following the meeting of the Beef Task Force, the Department and Board Beer have accepted that much more needs to be done to promote suckler beef. 
six million euro in funding has now been committed over the next three years to develop a suckler-based brand under the control, again, of a farmer board. The IFA president thanked Minister McConnellogue, the department, and the chairman of the task force for their efforts in resolving these matters. And the IFA Livestock Chairman, Mr Brendan Golden, said the agreement reached at the Beef Task Force had been a good outcome. The PGI will give us a chance now to promote the world-renowned qualities of Irish beef while working on a brand for beef from suckler farms that promotes the quality, environment and socio-economic benefits of this production system. Mr Golden said we can now look forward to getting increased returns for beef and suckler farmers. Changes secured from the original application draft included the removal of references to travel times and flexibilities on the 220 days at grass. In addition, assessments for the meat and fat colour will only be carried out as part of the standard board beer audit at factories and will not impact on the price paid to farmers for their grass-fed product. Good news then that all of the stakeholders are agreed on what the PGI, Irish Grass-Fed Beef, application is to the EU Commission. But the Commission has to sanction the application, so that's the next stage of the road, achieving official recognition of the uniqueness of Irish grass-fed beef. Acquisition of PGI status might be the breakthrough Irish farmers have been looking for for years to help them make a profit from their enterprises for change. If approved, grass-fed Irish beef will join the ranks of Irish whisky and Irish cream liqueur. Thanks, John. The National Dairy Show on Virtual this year was held on Wednesday and Thursday with online presentations. National Dairy Council's Chief Executive Zoe Cavanagh gave a presentation on how Irish dairy consumption is enjoying a surge in support from Irish consumers. I began by asking Zoe about how this year's National Dairy Show was received, having moved to a virtual online presentation. I think this is another great example of how the dairy sector has adapted throughout this very challenging year. Uh, I mean, if someone said to you a year ago, this show is going to be virtual and we're all going to be tuning into it through our screens, um, you would have thought they were daft. But in fairness to the collective team of organisers, they have managed to transfer the show over two nights in a really good way. Um, There was excellent expertise available on both nights in the form of panel speakers, guest speakers, And I think the dairy farmers in Munster and I'm sure throughout Ireland um, have access to really helpful information to help them continue um, running their businesses as well as they have in 2020 and beyond. We've learned that Irish dairy consumption is enjoying a huge surge of support from consumers. Has that been because we've been in the pandemic or was it going that way anyway before we got into crisis, Zoe? Yeah, there's a short and long-term trend, which is why I'm so positive about what we're seeing with consumers and their attitudes towards the dairy portfolio. The National Dairy Council has been tracking consumer sentiment since 2017. And there's two emerging trends, and they are definitely trends. The first is incredibly positive. Consumers, through covid Uh, 25% have increased their dairy consumption and more encouragingly 40% of the under 35s have increased their dairy consumption. Yes, there's a COVID factor associated with all of us spending more time at home around our eating occasions but furthermore there does seem to be a longer term steadier trend where the concerns around dairy three and four years ago were rooted in the area of fat, allergy, and intolerance 
and a lot of these exclusionary diets. And what we can see is the consumer is more reassured around the health benefits of dairy. And if I just give you some examples to back that up, a 12% increase in trust scores for dairy products, an 11% increase in dairy helps me feel good, and a 15% increase in dairy is an essential part of my diet. So they're really, really encouraging. And if we look at scores, like the health benefits, with 80% of the under 24s identifying dairy as being part of a healthy regime. So really, really encouraging. And then when we come to look at at the entire dairy portfolio, the recognition of calcium uh, over the last um, four years has increased from 40% to 58%. And furthermore, the recognition of dairy being a good source of protein which is relatively unknown, has increased off a base of 24% up to 35%. So I think what we can say with certainty is the regard for the Irish dairy product portfolio among consumers is strong and building. And when we talk about dairy product then, Zoe, is it the traditional product that we're, we're talking about or is it all the new brands and product that are unfolding? No, no, they're the core staple. This performance relates to butter, milk, cheese, yogurt and cream. So, you know, the full portfolio of dairy products. I think what has helped the recognition of, say, something like being a good source of protein are probably the innovations that have taken place within milk in particular. But what's important is, and and one of the things the National Dairy Council is very focused on, is ensuring that Irish dairy is positioned as part of population health. And that's a, that's a cornerstone for us, that we have the scientific evidence to show it's full of good nutrition and that we work not just with health professionals, but also with consumers to say, put this in your shopping trolley and consume it with confidence because it's very, very good for you. The second part of our um, research, which is this other theme, is speaking to consumers about the Irish dairy production system. What we can see here is uh, more of a worrying trend. And this is what I call the the growing trust deficit. So consumers are feeling less confident around the Irish production system today than back in 2017. And the areas that are driving that concern are primarily rooted in environmental considerations. Now, I say that of a really strong starting point. The good news is 81% of consumers in Ireland believe that the Irish production system is superior to other countries around the world. So there is that recognition that we're producing off grass and the animals are outdoors. However, when we talk to them around dairy farming and its impact on the environment, in 2017, 71% would have believed that dairy farming could live comfortably and positively alongside the environment. And in fact, we see today that is down at 59%. This shouldn't be a surprise to us because there is a lot of noise around climate change and environmental impact. And I think my conclusion here and our conclusion is there's two things. One, the consumers don't know what dairy farmers are doing on farm to become more sustainable in the longer term. And I think we have a communication opportunity to engage with consumers and reassure them around the steps that are being taken to reduce greenhouse gas emissions um, and live, you know, shoulder to shoulder with the environment and biodiversity considerations. So I think we're talking a lot within the sector to ourselves around the action plans and Chagas has set out a really, really helpful roadmap. 
but we don't talk to the consumer. So I think we've got to start having a conversation with the consumer. But furthermore, we need to make sure that we are not relying on our top 10% to carry the story. So we have, you know, very progressive farmers doing the right thing and showing significant improvements um, with regard to the full sustainability picture today. But we need to make sure that the other 90% step forward and are as progressive and that we can open our gates to consumers and say, come on in and see this Irish system because it's very different from other systems around the world. Zoe Cavanagh, Chief Executive of the National Dairy Council. Farm Talk on C103. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We continue this week's Farm Talk with our weekly Tagus Advisory. We're looking at the nitrates derogation where there have been many changes for Irish farmers since the most recent update in 2018. Aoife Healy of Tagus joins us and I asked her to remind us of the actions that came into play this year and what farmers can expect as we head into 2021. The spotlight has very much been on environmental implications that agriculture has been having um, at the moment. So this has led to numerous changes to the nitrates regulations and it likely will lead to more changes into the future. Um, But I suppose firstly I want to touch on a measure that is going to impact all farmers um, that have livestock regardless of whether they're intensively farming or not. I suppose since 2003 under the regulations the figure for the amount of organic nitrogen excreted by an adult bovine has been 85 kilos of nitrogen. And for farmers will be very familiar with the 170 kilo per hectare limit that they have to abide by. If you multiply that 85 figure by two, you get 170 kilos of nitrogen. So you can currently stock your farm to two livestock units per hectare under the regulations. 
and for those that have applied for a derogation, um, although they do have stricter measures to abide by, they can increase their stocking rate slightly up to 250 kilos of nitrogen. If we um, take our 85 kilo figure and divide it into the 250 kilos of nitrogen, that gives us 2.9 livestock units per hectare that a farmer in derogation can currently stock their farm to. Now, the change that's going to come in from the 1st of January 2021, and it's going to impact all livestock farmers, is that 85 figure is going to go up to 89 kilos of nitrogen per animal. So that's a big change that's coming in from the 1st of of January 2021, as I said, it's going to impact on all bovine um, farmers, regardless of whether they're in derogation or not. Indeed, Phil, what options do farmers have to consider then regarding the stock they can carry for next year after these changes? So for many farmers, it might not impact on them at all, or it mightn't impact them too drastically. Um, too drastically. For example, if I'm a farmer whose organic nitrogen stocking rate is currently um, 1.5 livestock units per hectare and I intend to carry the same stock on the same land in 2021 as I did in 2020, my organic nitrogen figure will go from 127.5 kilos of nitrogen per hectare up to 133.5 kilos of nitrogen per hectare. So even though it is an increase, it's still only a small increase and it keeps them well below the 170 kilo limit. The big decisions or the big considerations will need to be taken by farmers who are currently stocked closer to either the 170 kilos or the 250 kilos of organic nitrogen limits. So um, if in 2020, for example, my figure for the year was 169 kilos of nitrogen per hectare and I carry the same stock and the same land into 2021, my figure for 2021 will be 176 kilos of organic nitrogen so this is breaching the 170 kilo limit even though technically I've made no changes on my farm the change that has come in in the regulations will mean that I will breach the 170 kilo limit so this farmer then has a few options to consider the first I suppose would be to reduce their stock numbers to stay under the limit the next option to consider would be to increase the land to carry the same stock Another measure they could take into consideration is to export slurry before the slurry spreading deadline or for some they may consider going into derogation for 2021. And if a farmer applies for that derogation application in 2021, will that not mean a lot more rules for them to abide by? The short answer to this question is yes. There are more practices that derogation farmers have to abide by. But um, if, you, if, you want to atten- uh, if you want to farm more intensively, you must adhere to measures that are going to help the environment. But most of these measures are going to help you financially, economically, and they're best practice anyway. And a lot of farmers are, are doing these measures anyway routinely, so they won't be that big of an upheaval for them. For farmers who applied for a derogation in 2020, um, they must comply with the following measures in 2020 and 2021. And those measures are a farm lime programme, Uh, low emission slurry equipment used to spread slurry on their farm, a reduction in the crude protein of the ration fed to the animals that are grazing. They must attend a compulsory environmental training course. They must undertake some level of grassland management. In in terms of those farmers that are reseeding, they need to include a small amount of clover in their grass seed mixtures and they need to to put a bit of emphasis on improving farm biodiversity. So I suppose the slightly longer answer to the question um, is that 
a lot of these measures are likely to come into effect for farmers stocked over 170 kilos of organic nitrogen. So that that might be not just derogation farmers. You can have farmers stocked over 170 that are exporting slurry to bring them below the 170 kilo per hectare limit. But those farmers will be expected to abide by the new measures also. Um, so if you're looking to avoid the new measures completely, your two options are to reduce your stock or to increase your land. Now, all these measures coming in as a response to the decline in the quality of the waterways, is that correct? Absolutely. The purpose of the nitrates regulations is to provide a basic set of measures to ensure the protection of waters, including our drinking water sources. So it's critically important for all of us. It's going, you know, it's, it's our households that are going to be drinking the water that could possibly be contaminated if, if, if good practice measures aren't abided by. Um, so I suppose our first port of call with farmers is to consult their nutrient management plan to ensure that the chemical fertilisers which they're using on their farm are within their limits and are correct for the, for the practices and the amount of grass that they are growing. Um, but I suppose the measures that we're discussing here this morning, um, they're more concentrated on how farmers would be expected to manage their organic nitrogen and phosphorus. So the, the nitrogen and phosphorus that's produced through slurry um, on the farm. And I suppose there are a number of measures coming to effect um, that need to be addressed. The Department of Agriculture are going to be issuing correspondence in this regard sooner rather than later, hopefully. But um, on the 1st of January 2021, um, farmers are going to be expected to exclude bovine from water courses. Now, this, this will in, in, involve fencing off bovines from water courses, as, as, as the title suggests, um, management of roadways on farms, and also the positioning of water trucks in the fields. So, as you can see, there are a lot of measures for farmers to take stock of. Um, nitrates regulations are very complex, and they're not a one-size-fits-all so it's, it's very important that farmers will consult their advisor and your nutrient management plan on these matters. And as I said, the department will be issuing correspondence about these new measures in the, in the coming weeks. Now, I suppose COVID and the Level 5 restrictions, well, they present their own issues and there are no information meetings about these measures or even discussion groups running in person, at least, is there? No, unfortunately. So we did very well to make it this far without mentioning the the C word. But yes, due to COVID-19, we are back to depending on technology to run farmer meetings. I have two meetings I want to just address. One of them is one of the measures um, that derogation farmers in 2020 have to abide by, 2020 and 2021. And that's um, one of the 15 hour of environmental training courses. So from next week, Chagas are offering their derogation clients the opportunity to attend a virtual training on Zoom to complete five hours of the 15-hour course. This will cover gaseous emissions and biodiversity as well as water quality. You'll have the opportunity to complete it before the the end of 2021, but if if you want to get some of it out of the way, if you're a Chagas derogation client, you'll have received a letter this week regarding these Zoom courses that are commencing in the the next week or so. Just as it is is, um, relating to water quality, I've been asked to just mention as well that um, the local authority water programme are hosting community information meetings in advance of any field work in the following priority areas for action. And this is to inform communities and stakeholders of planned activities and assessments on their local water bodies and allow for local input into the process. These information meetings are again being carried out on Zoom 
So the Carrigadrohid Reservoir Catchment 1 is being held this Monday, the 2nd of November at 7.30pm. The Upper Function River Catchment is being held on Tuesday, the 3rd of November at 7.30pm. And the Middleton River Catchment, which takes in Dungorny and Onakura Rivers and the Onakura Estuary, is happening on Wednesday, the 4th of November at 7.30pm. So as I said, all of these meetings will be held via Zoom. And for the Zoom login details and any more information, um, interested people can look at the website, which is www.watersandcommunities.ie. Aoife Healy of Tagusk. Farmers are advised that N&P statements up to 30th of September 2020 are now available from the department. The Department of Agriculture, Food and Marines announced that interim nitrogen and phosphorus statements, NNP statements, for the period January 2020 to September 2020 are now available on the department's online system, and that is www.agfood.ie. The department points out that these statements are particularly useful to allow farmers to plan for the remainder of the year in order to ensure compliance with the limits of the European Union's nitrates regulations. Thus avoiding penalties, farmers not already registered for agfood.ie can do so now by logging on to www.agfood.ie and clicking the register button. To register a mobile phone number for future SMS text alerts, log on to the following https hyphen forward slash forward slash www.agriculture.gov.ie forward slash Contacts updates forward slash to access the sign on form. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. We continue this week's Farm Talk and speaking at the IFA Aquaculture Webinar, the Minister for Agriculture and the Marine Charlie McConnellogue announced a special COVID 19 financial support scheme for rope mussel and oyster farmers under his department's European Maritime and Fisheries Fund programme 2014 2020. Rope mussel and oyster farmers were significantly impacted in the first half of the year by market access and price difficulties caused by COVID. While issues eased as the first wave of the pandemic passed, the impact of lost sales and production left a lasting financial burden on these aquaculture enterprises. Rope mussel farmers suffered a 34% fall in sales between February and June. Oyster farmers suffered a sales drop of 59%. Full details of the payment scheme will be available from BIM shortly. And the Minister anticipates they'll be inviting application in early November with a view to paying successful applicants in 2020. Some updates now on deadlines that are looming for various schemes. Here's Aoife Healy of Tagusk again. This is the 31st of October, so a lot of these dates will have been highlighted to farmers previously. Um, I know Anna Sexton would have spoken about them with you last week. But I just want to remind people that weights for BEEP programme need to be submitted to the ICBF by the 1st of November, as well as the faecal egg sample requirement for for the BEEP payment. Uh, the other scheme payment that um, needs to be considered by, by the 31st of October is the BDGP, which 50% female replacement reference must be in place by today, the 31st of October. And just the last day that, that I suppose people might have been conscious of today, the slurry export forms for derogation farmers, it had been stated that they needed to be submitted before the 31st of October, but due to COVID, um, that has been extended and the nitrate section will now accept these slurry export forms up until the 31st of December 2020. Thanks, Aoife. Students at Boherbui Comprehensive School are one of five groups nationally to have been chosen to rear five Irish Angus calves for 18 months 
as part of a unique schools competition. Well, Farm Talk's John O'Connor reminds us of how Bohrbui came to be selected. Students from Bohrbui Comprehensive School, Bohrbui, Cork Northwest, have been presented with Irish Angus calves as part of the Certified Irish Angus Schools competition. The group who were announced as finalists in April of this year said they were delighted to meet the calves which they'll be rearing for the next 18 months. Certified Irish Angus, in conjunction with its processing partners, ABP and Keepac, runs the competition to educate second-level students about the care and attention required to produce certified Irish Angus beef, while also inspiring students to consider the Irish agri-food industry as a viable and valuable career choice. Students Amy Walsh, David Kenny and Rachel Breen from Bohabui Comprehensive School in Bohabui, Cork, welcomed the five Angus calves which they'll be rearing on local Fianna Fáil Cork Northwest TD Michael Moynihan's farm. Over the next 18 months, the group will also carry out a research project which will assist with their agricultural science studies. The group will explore the traditions of Angus cattle production and throughout the study, the students will also investigate the role of the Angus breed within the farming community and how future farmers will adapt and tailor past traditions to meet future trends. Bohabui Comprehensive School was one of five secondary schools nationwide which took part in the competition. For further information on the project, kindly visit the following website www.certifiedirishangus.ie all lowercase. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. David Kelly is one of three Borobui students involved and previously on Farm Talk he spoke about their entry. At the first stage we had to make an entry video to get into the competition at all to show how our school was related to agriculture. So that was a three minute entry video. I brought the tractor into school and you know we shot a few clips and we and like a main thing we're doing as well is we're halting. That's the main that's our main project, like we're halting cattle because I come from a showing background and uh, another member in my team, Rachel Green, she also comes from a showing background. So we decided that we'd halter two, a pedigree heifer and uh, just a commercial heifer, uh, both four-star and docility. So we done a six-week test in on who would be better. Like, you know, we done different tests, like who would react better to noise, who would react better to the show stick, who would react better to being clipped and who would react better to being washed. As I said, me and Rachel were from a showing background and we're all about teamwork, so we wanted to get Amy really involved in the showing as well. So we we just taught Amy a few things, like and sure she picked it up very fast and she got very involved and she even said it at the end of it, it brought us all together even more and that she liked the showing and she wants to go to a few more agriculture shows now. And best of luck to the Bohobui Comprehensive School students. Chagask is supporting European Healthy Workplaces Campaign 2020-2022. It's an effort to cut the levels of painful and debilitating MSDs and the European campaign's begun. MSDs are injuries to muscles, ligaments, tendons, cartilage, discs and bones. In a European survey, 60% of workers identified MSDs as the most prevalent work-related problem they encountered. The theme of the European campaign is lighten the load and signifies the key messages, altering workplaces and cutting loads as key approaches to reduce MSDs, supported by using safe lifting techniques. These approaches have the potential to reduce work-related lifting, pushing, pulling and carrying and cut musculoskeletal injury levels.
Still with health matters, the On Farm Ground programme has been launched to support farmer health and well-being. The programme of research resulted in a training programme and will see agricultural advisors engage with farmers on their health and well-being over the farm gate. The programme will be led by the Men's Development Network as part of Engage, the national men's training programme, and will train 800 agricultural advisors. Research and resource development for on-farm ground has been going on for 12 months and the first training set to be delivered early November. We'll have more on this topic in next week's Farm Talk. Mokrin of Ferrama's annual national conference goes online this year on November 13th. Thomas Duffy is national president and can tell us more about their plans for this year's event. It's a very different format to what we would normally have. Uh, normally we have our annual conference and, and rally weekend. It'd normally be on the October bank holiday weekend. And we would normally always have that in a physical event. And it was due to be hosted this year in Kerry. So instead, in cooperation with um, Deja, the European Federation of Young Farmers, and uh, Devonish Nutrition um, and, and also uh, Vanganingen uh, University and their lighthouse farms, we've come together to do a, a an online form of conference um, based all around you know uh, the value of, of the soil and the potential future for livestock production. And that is your theme, One Health from Soil to Society. So what are the key topics that you'll be discussing? So we'll be, we'll be running through, I suppose, the, the kind of the, the important elements of protecting because there's a lot of really interesting research being done uh, carried out in Cavendish Nutrition there in, in County Mead around multi-species grassland and also just the entire connectivity and we have some amazing speakers that we're, we're also going to have um, a speaker uh, Professor Alice uh, Staunton from the Royal College of Surgeons um, all about nutrition, nutritional management and ensuring that people have a safe and stable um, food system we also have a representative from DJ Sante, the, the Commission for Health and, and Wellbeing in, in uh, the EU, uh, will also be speaking at the, the conference. And what do people need to know, Thomas, uh, you know, about participating in the webinar? How do they get involved? The easiest way is probably to, to visit the Mockerna Firma Facebook page or, or the Mockerna Firma website, and you'll find the registration link for the, the Zoom, so with the, the webinar um, uh, platform. Um, where you can register, you can put in your details, you'll get a, 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 an email which will give you a link just to click on that link and you'll be straight into it um, on, the, on the 13th. And the date and time there again for people? So it'll be half nine to one o'clock for, for all the speakers um, on uh, Friday the 13th of all, of all days. Thomas Duffy, National President, Mokrin of Ferrama. A timely reminder now to keep animals safe this Halloween as it can be a frightening time for them. Sudden loud noises and flashing lights from fireworks and bangers can be disturbing. Covid restrictions should put a damper on Halloween festivities, but pet and animal owners, and these include horses, donkeys, sheep and cattle, should still remain vigilant. Thanks to John O'Connor for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Heifer Rear Cube, a trusted partner to help your replacement heifers reach their target weights and meet their full potential. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 